This is Cashflow Ninja, episode 142, with Jordan Goodman. Welcome to the Cashflow Ninja, the podcast empowering and inspiring people to discover how to generate their own income and manage, grow, and protect their own wealth in the new economy. Now, here is your host, MC Laubscher. Hello everyone, MC Lobster here and welcome to another episode of the Cashflow Ninja. I have a great show for you today and in today's show we're going to be looking at how small businesses can get loans from non-traditional sources instead of getting turned down at the bank, how businesses that are piled up under debt can get out from under it, a super ninja trick of how to pay your 30-year mortgage off in five to seven years using mortgage optimization strategies, and how to leverage your relationships, vendors, customers, and other business contacts to both of your advantage. My guest today is Jordan Goodman. Jordan Goodman is America's money answers man and a nationally recognized expert on personal finance. He's a regular guest on numerous radio and television call-in shows across the country, answering questions on personal financial topics, investments, global issues, politics, and other important events. He appears frequently on The View, Fox News Network, Fox Business Network, CNN, CNBC, and CBS Evening News. Jordan Goodman is the author and co-author of 13 best-selling books on personal finance, including Master Your Debt, Fast Profits and Hard Times, Everyone's Money Book, Master Your Money Type, Barron's Dictionary of Finance and Investment Terms, and Barron's Finance and Investment Handbook. Please share your feedback and thoughts with me on today's interview. You can let me know your thoughts on Twitter by tweeting me at MC Lobsher or by email at info at cashflowninja.com. And please remember to join our mailing list by signing up at cashflowninja.com or texting cashflowninja, one word, all capitalized, to 44222. That's two fours and three twos. You can support the show by becoming a patron on Patreon for $10 a month. And when you become a patron, you get access to our private Facebook page and a Cashflow Ninja t-shirt. You can become a patron by visiting CashflowNinja.com forward slash support. Have you read Rich Dad Poor Dad? Are you interested in real estate investing and don't know where to start or to get the results you want? For valuable information to get you started, visit JoinOps Properties at JoinOpsProperties.com. If you're not earning at least 8% on your cash, you do not want to miss the private lending presentation for non-accredited investors done by Jimmy Freeland and Bob Scott. Discover how to create an income stream from real estate without the management headaches. You can access the presentation at CashflowNinja.com forward slash private lending. Spartan Invest have a proven plan and system helping investors creating passive income and wealth through turnkey real estate ownership in the exciting market of Birmingham, Alabama. Find out why Birmingham has got it going on, why it's a steal right now, why it's a millennial hangout, a hidden gem, 
and one of the most exciting investment opportunities you have never heard of. You can download your free report, Five Big Reasons to Invest in the Magical City of Birmingham, Alabama, at cashflowninja.com forward slash Spartan. I've spoken about the most powerful system on the planet, on the show, the banking system. And my firm, Valhalla Wealth Financial, helps people reclaim the banking function within their own lives through leveraging the premium tools and strategies of the wealthy. If you're interested in reclaiming the banking function within your own life and the infinite banking concept, you can access a free webinar presentation at cashflowninja.com forward slash be the bank. Jordan, welcome to the show. Great to be with you, MC. Can you please share a little bit about your background and journey with my listeners? Absolutely. So I'm known as America's Money Answers Man. I've been doing personal finance journalism and entrepreneurship for about 40 years. Uh, I went to Amherst College in Massachusetts, London School of Economics my junior year, Columbia School of Journalism. I was at Money Magazine for 18 years, NBC News for nine years, uh, Marketplace Public Radio for six years. I've done 14 books on different topics like uh, Fast Profits and Hard Times, The Dictionary of Finance and Investment Terms. I won't go through all 14, but lots of different books. I do radio shows, TV shows, uh, internet. My website is moneyanswers.com. I've got a lot of resources there. Uh, And I just love to help people, empower them to do much better with their personal and business finances than they can otherwise do. Now, Jordan, what is your philosophical approach to building and creating wealth and investing? Well, the key thing in building wealth is the principle which I call leverage. And by leverage, I do not mean borrowing. I mean leveraging other people's uh, contacts, knowledge, uh, finances to improve what you can do. You know, you as an individual MC can only do so much. Okay? You only have 24 hours in a day, and supposedly you sleep a little bit as well. So you don't actually have 24 hours to do something. <laughs> um, but if you combine your efforts uh, and knowledge and contacts with those of others, one plus one can really equal three. And I do this all the time. Uh, so you can get passive income coming into you for something you started, but you don't have to be doing it every day. Okay. And so that's, that's the real principle. And, and people, particularly entrepreneurs think they've got to do it all themselves and it just limits your, your potential growth. And that's, that's the principle that I like to use throughout all of my enterprises is, leveraging other people's and I'm adding something too. I mean, they're leveraging me as I'm leveraging them. And the two of us combined can do things that either of us individually could not. Gotcha. Gotcha. And you've shared some fantastic content on leverage and a lot of really neat ninja tricks. So I'm going to jump into the small business part of it first, because there's a couple of uh, of my listeners that that are involved in that space. And you've shared some content of how small businesses, because the, the financing is a big is a very big challenge for small business owner, uh, owners in the beginning when they start their business or in the beginning stages of their business. Uh, you've shared some content of how to get loans and financing from non-traditional sources instead of going to go and beg at the bank. <laughs> Can you share this with my listeners? So the banks make it really hard for people today to get loans. They typically want a lot of collateral. Uh, they want you to do a personal guarantee. Um, Since the Dodd-Frank financial regulations came in in 2010, you have to go through all kinds of hoops, and it takes you forever. It could take you six months, nine months to get a loan at at not particularly good terms as well. Now, if you're Exxon 
or AT&T, they'll give you all the money you want, okay? The more, the less you need it, the more you can get. But if you really need it, it's really, really hard to get it from banks today. So you're right. There's a whole kind of network of non-traditional lenders that can help you get money that you otherwise didn't think is even available. Uh, there, there are these clearinghouses that will help you do it. My favorite one is called CorporateLendingSolutions.com. Uh, and they've also got a phone number, uh, which is 877-290-2510. So what they do is they have connections to all these different individuals and institutions that want to lend to small businesses but don't know how to do it. So, for example, hedge funds have huge amounts of money. I think hedge funds have a total of $3 trillion, something like that, and they don't want to put it all in the stock market. And so they want to invest in small businesses, but they don't really know how to do it. They don't have that expertise. So something like this corporate lending solutions gets leads from individual small businesses, vets them, and then presents it to hedge funds and others to get them loans quickly at good terms. So that can help a lot of small businesses. Now, they're typically not going to take absolute startups. They want to see somewhat of a track record that you've done this seriously. But once you've got a bit of traction, you can actually get a good amount of money at good interest rates uh, using something like that clearinghouse. What are some of the things that they're going to look at for small businesses and their business in making their decision of whether they're going to uh, lend you or extend you uh, funds? They lend on cash flow, not assets. That's the difference. See, banks want collateral. They want buildings. They want inventory. They want stuff they can seize if you don't pay back the loan. Uh, people in, in the hedge fund, they will lend on seeing your, your bank balances and seeing what your uh, receivables are and, and what kind of cash flow you have going through your business. So that's a very different kind of lending, and it's more lenient. And if you've got some traction, and not only that, but you have prospects going forward as to how things are going to get better, you can get a loan these days, which a lot of small businesses don't realize is possible. Just makes so much more sense, you know, just in the way that they look at it too. You know, uh, the bank's looking at what they can take if you don't pay. And exactly. these private investors say, well, let's just look at the cash flow and make sure that these guys will be able to pay it back because I don't really want to take whatever they have as collateral. They do not want, correct. The hedge fund's not going to take your inventory, <laughs> but banks will. You know, they don't know what to do with it. Uh, but it's just, it's kind of secured lending versus unsecured lending. And I think of it that way. Um, so, Anyway, there's a lot of hope for small businesses, and that's where all the job growth in this country is coming from, is small businesses. I think I saw 99% of new jobs created, net new jobs created, are from businesses with 50 or fewer employees in this country. And they're starved for capital. That's one of the reasons the economy has been so slow, is it's been really difficult for small businesses to get access to capital to either start up or expand or grow in various ways. And so as a result of that, the natural market forces come in here, and the people with money want to invest. The people needing the money do it, and these clearinghouses kind of put the two together. Right, right. It all ties in together. They're lending money to 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 the sector, which is a big driver in the economy, and therefore they are benefiting not only from the economy, but also from their investments. Exactly. And so it works well. I mean, hedge funds have trillions of dollars, a lot of it in cash, sitting there earning zero. They're being paid these big fees to invest it, right? So if they keep it in cash, that's not going to do well for them either. So anyway, there's a way that the average small business person who's got a decent business going can actually get loans. And again, that website, if that helps anybody, corporate lending solutions.com. 
And then now, Jordan, the other situation is, and I see this a lot too, is that people start businesses and small businesses and they take on debt and personal debt. Right. um, And they get really, I mean, this debt starts piling up in the beginning because to really build something before, I mean, it could take months before the income starts coming in and you'll be able to service this debt. So a lot of small business owners are just uh, swamped with this debt and you provide some solutions for them, how to get out from underneath this. Can you share that with my listeners? So this is a big problem. You hear about this for individuals, but for businesses, uh, they can get piled under quite quickly. Uh, now, the difference for that is that you've got some leverage um, because you can go out of business, basically. So right. there are places that will help you. And the key word here is prioritization. Uh, now, there's not all business creditors are the same. Some have more leverage over your business than others. The utility company that could turn your lights off tomorrow has a lot of leverage, okay? They could put you out of business tomorrow. <laughs> Some lawyer who did a contract for you three years ago that you never even signed has very little leverage over you, okay? Now, all the creditors are going to be screaming equally at you, but the key is to prioritize the lenders, uh, the creditors, so that uh, you're going to pay the ones that have the most leverage over you first. Now, you don't have to figure out how to do this. There's a website that can actually help you do this, which is called helpwithpayables.com, and they have a phone number as well, 877-377-3669. And this is an outfit called Corporate Turnaround, and what they do is this. They take in an inventory of all of your lenders, and then they have an internal score of how much leverage each creditor has over your business from 1 to 10. And then they kind of run through the whole thing, And then they make offers to the lenders, say, okay, do you want your money, do you want 10 cents in the dollar in six months or 100 cents in the dollar in three years, something like that. And then the creditors agree to taking terms, and then all this is pulled together, and you make one payment a month to corporate turnaround, they then pay the creditors, your payment is a lot lower than it would be otherwise, and also you get them off your back. In other words, if a creditor calls you say, don't deal with me. Go to the corporate turnaround people and they'll handle it. And you, you, all you have to do is make one payment a month. And depending on how the numbers work in two, three years, you'll be completely out of corporate debt and save your business. Last time I talked to them, they said about 75% of the businesses they deal with, they save. Because they're getting enough concessions to get the payments down to an affordable level. And the business owner can actually concentrate on doing the business instead of hiding under his desk, not wanting to answer the phone because creditors are, are calling him all the time. Uh, no, that, that, that sounds fantastic. And I mean, 75% of the businesses they're able to save that is in this situation, that's quite remarkable. It is. They've been doing it for 25 years, and they know in great detail because they're dealing with thousands of businesses what amount of leverage each particular creditor has over you. Um, and this is something the average business person would have no idea how to do that kind of thing. What the average business person normally does is react to the loudest, you know, the squeakiest wheel, I guess you might say, the one that's screaming for their money the most. That may not be the one you want to be paying with whatever scarce resources you have. Um, so there you go. I'm just taking care of your business debts. 
Plus, I like the fact, too, that it becomes non-emotional on their end. They're right. a business running it to help you. When you're a business owner and a small business owner, you have payroll, you have employees, you're trying to get your business uh, uh, up and running and, and running smoothly, and you have clients to, to interact with on a daily buzz, uh, basis and, and, and customers to service. I mean, that'll impact this added stress and emotions because – Money is an emotional uh, topic, right? It drives emotions. It really is going to impact all the other areas of your business. And it's difficult for the business owner to negotiate with creditors because they all want 100% of their money now, (laughs) of course. So when you have an independent place like this this has been doing these negotiations with thousands of businesses and thousands of creditors for many, many years, you know, they know how to play the tune. And, And they're giving the creditors a choice. Now, if you want 100 cents for your dollar, you may have to wait three years for it. And they say, okay, I'm willing to wait. That, of course, gives the business some time to kind of recover. Or you can get some money right away, but it's 10 or 20 cents of the dollar, whatever it may be. So all the creditors have to agree to the terms, and then they get paid that amount. So it's, it's a really great system that's helped a lot of small businesses. Otherwise, we would have gone under actually save and, and kind of get going again. And the other thing, Jordan, is I've spoken on the show before about how to leverage your own resources, your own uh, funds and access to that you have, your own skill sets and, and your own time, and combining that with leveraging the uh, time and money, uh, skill sets and resources of others. Uh, you've uh, put out some fantastic content about leveraging your own resources and have shared some strategies uh, around that one uh, pertaining basically, I believe a HELOC strategy. Can you talk about that a little bit more? Sure. So the HELOC strategy, which is called mortgage optimization is using the equity in your home to pay your mortgage off much faster than you normally would be. Literally you can pay off a 30 year mortgage in about five to seven years on your existing level of income. People think that's not possible, but in fact it is. And as usual, there's a website for all these things. The website for this is called truthinequity.com. And I'm just going to give you an oversimplified example of how it might work, MC, because this literally can transform people's financial lives. Can you imagine paying your mortgage off? You take a mortgage on at age 30, and it's paid off by 35 instead of 60. (laughs) What a difference that'll make in your life, right? Yeah, huge. And especially, and even investment properties, right? Totally. You can use this for investment properties as well as for your own home. And you can use the equity in your house for investing and other kind of things as well. I mean, most people have equity in their homes, but it's just sitting there doing nothing. But if they can tap it at a low cost, which is what a home equity line of credit does, then you can use that to get all kinds of, we talked about leverage. Say you borrow at 4% and say you invest to get 8 to 10%, you just keep the difference. What a, what a wonderful thing. Right. Completely passive. We talked about passive income. There's an example right there. So let me describe briefly how this mortgage optimization works. I'm going to contrast it with a traditional mortgage system. A traditional mortgage is basically get a 30 year mortgage. You make the same payment for 30 years. The first 10 to 15 years, pretty much all interest. You're making very, very little progress on the principal. And then it becomes more principal and you pay the thing off. And then what a lot of people do is either move to a new home or refinance. And they start the 30-year clock all over again, right? This is why the banks are so happy about the situation because they get all their interest up front. Meanwhile, your cash, your, your cash flow, your paycheck, your dividends and interest, whatever it may be, is sitting in your checking account in the bank earning zero. So that's why the existing system works so well for the bank 
is they get your money for free and they charge you interest for 30 years. Right? So why is the bank going to tell you anything different? It works, works real well for them. Okay. So mortgage optimization reverses the tables completely. Instead of keeping your money sitting in a checking account earning nothing, you open one of these home equity lines of credit, HELOC as they call it. You put your income into the HELOC, which remember is completely liquid. You can put money in, you can take it out at no penalty. Anytime you want, you can write checks on it and so on. You keep your income in the HELOC and it's pushing down your balance every day. HELOCs are based on what's called average daily balance, how much you owe today. So just to take a super simple example, say you had a $50,000 HELOC, you owe 50 on it, you put $1,000 into it, well, instead of owing 50, you owe 49. So you're going to be paying interest on 49, right? So your your $1,000, which normally would have been sitting in the checking account earning nothing, has now pushed your balance down by $1,000, and therefore you owe interest on a smaller balance. That, that all makes sense? Yeah. Okay. So what you're doing is you take the HELOC and you pay off your first mortgage in big chunks. So I'm just going to give you a super oversimplified example here of how this might work. Say you have a house worth 300000 You have a $200,000 mortgage, first mortgage on it, at a good rate, 4%, something like that. You'd get a $50,000 HELOC because you've got plenty of equity in that. You would then, so the HELOC is now free and clear. You write a check on the HELOC for 50000 towards your first. Now, instead of owing two hundred, you owe 150 right? Right. And now you keep your income in that HELOC, and over six or nine months, however long it takes, uh, you pay the HELOC from 50000 down to zero. Then you do it again. You write another $50,000 check towards your first. So instead of 150 you now owe 100 Pay your HELOC off. You do it two more times. Your first mortgage is now paid off. You pay off the HELOC, and now in five years or so, you are completely mortgage-free. That's an oversimplified example, but that kind of shows you how it can work because every day you are making progress in your principal in the HELOC as opposed to once a month you make a very small amount of progress with a traditional mortgage. Does that make sense? Yeah, I like that. And I mean, it's all about figuring out exactly how things work and the game is played uh, and then uh, devising uh, strategies and ninja tricks such as this to play the game better than everybody else. And the bank will never tell you about that. Okay, (laughs) Bank thinks you're doing a great job by having a 30-year mortgage and keeping your money in a checking account earning zero. Right. At the website I just gave you, truthinequity.com, it's a free website. You go on there and you fill in what's called a personal profile. And in that personal profile, you put in the value of your house, your mortgage, your income, your expenses, your tax rate, all these different things. And it's going to say, okay, based on what you're doing today, it's going to take you 28 and a half years to pay off your mortgage. With the numbers you just gave us, it'll be 5.6 years, whatever the number comes out to be. And then step by step, they show you actually how to do it. So I've just saved your listeners 25 years off their mortgage and certainly tens, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars in needless interest. The, the other question that I have too, Jordan, is from an economic standpoint, what do you see, what's going on in the economy, what's going on in, in, in markets, global markets, uh, and where do you think they're going in for the rest of 2017? Well, the markets, the stock markets had a big move since the election in anticipation of what actually hasn't happened yet. Now, people are hoping it's going to happen but it actually hasn't happened yet. Particularly, the big four are tax cuts, infrastructure spending, repatriation of foreign earnings uh, back to the U.S., um, and uh, deregulation. Those are the big four. Now, deregulation has been moving ahead because that can be done in many cases by executive order. 
um, tax cuts have not gone ahead. And there's a lot of proposals out there, but it actually hasn't happened. And it's, it's going to be a heavy lift, frankly. We have not had a major tax law change since 1986 when Bill Bradley got together with Ronald Reagan and had the big tax reform act of 1986. Um, so it may happen, may not, but it's kind of in the future. Um, repatriation of foreign earnings is part of that tax bill. So that would, that's not only going to happen if that happens. Um, and then, uh, um, you know, it's just been very difficult to actually get these things done. Healthcare kind of fell apart because they tried to rush it too fast and there just wasn't a consensus for it. So I'm hoping this is going to happen, but I'm not counting it completely. And, and you could have a big disappointment if the stock market had a big run based on something that doesn't end up happening. You're listening to Jordan Goodman on the Cashflow Ninja podcast. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. Are you having a hard time finding great investment properties? Unfortunately, the best deals are rarely found locally. Successful investing begins with the right properties in the right markets. Norada Real Estate provides everything you need to invest in the best deals across the United States. Our simple proven system will help you create real wealth and passive monthly cash flow. Learn how to find the best deals by downloading your free copy of The Ultimate Guide to Passive Real Estate Investing at noradarealestate.com. That's N-O-R-A-D-A realestate.com. You're listening to Jordan Goodman on the Cashflow Ninja podcast and are back to our interview. Yeah, and staying on deregulation, you've mentioned the Dodd-Frank earlier, and it looks like that was, uh, that was a target right from the beginning. Do you see that being repealed as well? Uh, and no. what are your thoughts on it on, in general? It cannot be repealed. Now, some of it can be rolled back a bit or watered down. But the basic parts of Dodd-Frank, which would just kind of have a protection system to avoid the meltdown we had in 2008, 2009, that's going to stay in place. There's no way that's going to you know, go away. But the part that I think has been bad about Dodd-Frank is it's made it really difficult for banks to make loans. We talked about small business loans, but it's the same for mortgages and other kinds of loans. There's all these regulations on them. The regulators are looking at them saying, Never take any risk on anybody for the rest of human existence, basically. So that's what they do. They're sitting on huge trillions of dollars in cash at the banks because they're so worried about uh, doing loans in various ways. So if they could roll that back a little bit, make it easier, that would make it easier for people to get mortgages, easier for small businesses to get loans, and really goose up the economy in a significant way. That's what I think is going to happen, not a complete uh, rollback of Dodd-Frank. And healthcare, because healthcare, staying on the small business uh, uh, topic, that is a big concern of a lot of small business owners out there. Huge, yeah, yeah. You th- so much. Anything happening uh, with regards to this before t- the end of two thousand and seventeen? Well, they're going to try. There's just not a real consensus on healthcare. As we know, they tried really hard in mid-March. The whole thing kind of fell apart. Uh, not between the Republicans and Democrats, but inside the Republicans, uh, the so-called Freedom Caucus did not want to go along with certain things that the rest of the moderate Republicans wanted to go along with. The whole thing fell apart. Whether they can come to a solution or not, I, I, I'm not sure. Um, but, I mean, right now, Obamacare remains, which means for small businesses, you have to cover your employees. If you have 50 or more employees, you have to offer them health insurance coverage. So as a result of that law, a lot of businesses get to 49, and what they do, they start a new business right, with another 49 employees because they don't want to cover uh, health insurance. Premiums have gone up dramatically. And uh, you, if people talk about this death spiral. I think that's happening to some extent because the premiums keep going up to levels that people, both individuals and businesses, can't afford. And then they drop out of the system. 
because the penalties are a lot less than paying the premiums. So that means you have more people in the system using more health care on a smaller base because the uh, businesses aren't paying for it anymore. So something's got to be done. But politically, it's very, very difficult to see how the, the Republican Party alone, the Democratic Party is not going to cooperate one iota on repealing Obamacare. So it has to be, unfortunately, a purely partisan exercise if anything is going to get done. Yeah, it's, it's very, very interesting because these were very big drivers in the election for most people. I mean, the tax reform, the infrastructure, the, the repatriation, as you mentioned, the deregulation, health care, um, very, very big ones. So it's, it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out and, and what happens to it under the, during the, the, the Trump presidency, if anything. And infrastructure is a big one, too, because he's talking about spending maybe a trillion dollars or something. We need it. I mean, we have roads and bridges and airports and trains falling apart all over the place. We definitely need it. And there's much more consensus about that on the Democratic and Republican side. But they don't want to blow a hole in the budget as well. I mean, the the long-term strategy here is to get economic growth from roughly 1% to 2% where it is now up to maybe 3 to 4% would solve a lot of problems. If you have the economy growing at 4%, you could wipe out the deficit right there. You're going to create a lot of jobs. Uh, Infrastructure alone could create a lot of jobs and create economic efficiency. So that's the big gamble, is in the short term, you're going to make the deficit go higher. But if it works and you stimulate the economy enough in the long run, then the government will get more money, will have more jobs, uh, and the economy will be better. And that's what the stock market's basically betting on. It's saying, we think these job tax cuts are going to hurt, are going to help, and in fact create all kinds of jobs and profits. And that's why the stock prices have moved up so dramatically because it hasn't happened yet, but the anticipation of it makes the market move. Jordan, we've touched base on the on the the HELOC strategy and discussed that. What are some of the other trends that you see out uh, out there that will impact small businesses, investors, and so forth? I'm just thinking about you know this huge wave of baby boomers, the 76 uh, million baby boomers entering their their golden uh, years and entering retirement. Um, and the other question that I also had, what do you see, uh, happening as far as housing, uh, in the United States? Well, you're right. This is the big movement now. Uh, about 10,000 people a day turn 65 and start collecting Medicare. And there's a huge wave of them now doing that. So that's a demographic real challenge for the economy here because you have more people retiring, receiving benefits than paying into the system. Now, we know that Medicare is in real financial trouble. Social Security down the road is, and nobody seems to want to touch it. That's the one thing I I think was unfortunate that President Trump said during his campaign is we're not going to touch entitlements. (laughs) That's where all the money is. You've got to do something about that. Uh, All the rest of the government is relatively small change compared to the entitlements. So something's got to be done about that. The other problem for people who are retiring these days is they're so low interest rates that they're earning almost nothing, basically, on CDs, money market funds, savings accounts, treasury bills. It's a pretty much 0% rate economy. So you've got to make your money earn something in order to get uh, you know, money to live off of. You just have it sitting there earning nothing. You're falling behind to inflation and the rising cost of living. So here's something that I'm involved in, which might be of interest to the listeners. I'm involved in something called a commercial real estate income fund where you could get an 8% yield super safely uh, over one year, monthly checks, which you could take if you want electronically into your bank account, or you can refinance them, re-invest re, um, them, so your money is automatically compounding inside that fund. 
um, and there's no commissions whatsoever. Uh, there's a website for that as well, which is commercialrealestateincomefunds.com. And they've got a phone number too, 888-444-2102. So here's what they do. Uh, they're lending money to high-quality commercial real estate projects, things like shopping centers, medical buildings, offices, uh, senior living, all kinds of different commercial projects that can't get loans. As we've talked about, it's difficult to get loans from the banks. They get loans quickly based on the value of their properties. And they're using the money to renovate or improve the properties to improve the cash flow from the properties. The maximum they lend is 70% of the value of the property. So called loan to value, 70% maximum. So there's a big, what I call equity cushion, the 30% equity cushion or more, uh, so that the builder developer who's borrowing the money has every incentive in the world to finish it. He's not going to lose his money. And he knows in the end, the project is going to be profitable and worthwhile doing. That's why he's doing it in the first place. I'll give you an example, MC, if it would be helpful on, on a kind of loan that they've done. Would that be helpful? Sure. So there was a guy who had a big house in Boulder, Colorado recently uh, that he was renting out to two students. He took a loan from this fund, and he took a year to renovate the house and make it into four apartments, four bathrooms, four kitchens, four doors. So a year later, he's got double the income from the same house because he's now got four rents coming in instead of two. He couldn't get a loan from a local bank to do that. Took a lot of renovation and so on. But now it's going to pay off because the rest of his life he's going to have double the income. So you can see why it's safe because he's got every incentive to make that happen. Another one they did recently, there was a guy that had a big house where there was one older person living there. They took over the house, made it into an assisted living center where there are now six older people with like a nurse's station. So they're getting six times the income out of it than just having one person there. So this is what they do all the time. It's called forced appreciation. And the end result is uh, these loans get paid back almost all the time, and you get an 8% yield. And actually, when the properties are sold, some of the profits are passed back to you, the fund shareholders. You get quarterly profit distributions as well as the 8% a year. So in a 0% world, to get 8% is a good thing. Uh, and you can do this outside an IRA. You can do it inside an IRA. But the main thing is if you built up money during your years of, of working and now you're going to be retiring, you're going to have that money working for you. And you can do this, by the way, as a business. Small businesses often have a lot of money sitting around earning nothing. They can buy into a commercial real estate income fund as well. Very, very interesting. Now, Jordan, one habit I've observed from wealthy and successful people is that they're always studying new subjects and learning new skill sets. What are you currently studying and what new skill sets are you currently learning? So I'm just involved in a new uh, venture. It started in December 2016 called MWR Life, which stands for Make Wealth Real. And it's uh, done as a multi-level marketing uh, kind of thing. And I do financial education. I do teleseminars for them once a month. I'm doing a whole video library series. I'm setting up a whole center to help people get out of debt in various ways. So it's a whole new venture to help the average person get financial education and empowerment and make money doing it. Because if they tell their friends, uh, they get a piece of their monthly action. So I'm at the kind of top of the pyramid. And that's a classic case of leverage that we talked about earlier. I do a financial teleseminar and it's the same effort for me if it goes to 10 people or 1,000 people. But I get paid a lot more if it's 1,000 people, if you see what I mean. Right. So that's a good place of leverage where I'm helping a lot of people and getting paid for doing it. 
Oh, and that's fantastic. So is this a lot of personal finance? You said helping to people to get out of debt and then yes. also the basics of how to start investing and how to become an investor. Exactly. So people can go to mwrlife.com and find out more about it. Uh, so yes, I do a whole financial education. You know, I'm finding people are getting out of schools and they know all about Greek history and, you know, uh, Romanesque architecture and wonderful things, but they don't know, have a clue about how to get a mortgage how to make 401k choices, how to build a credit record, all these kind of basics of the financial world. So that's what I'm doing to help people. And I give them some of the resources we talked about today, the mortgage optimization to help them pay their mortgage off faster, the commercial real estate income to get uh, you know 8% yields. There's lots of different resources. And all of these are at my website as well, moneyanswers.com, where I've got lots of links and videos and all kinds of things. That's why I'm the money answers man, because I love to give people answers to questions. In many cases, they don't even know what the questions are. <laughs> I've given them the answers to those questions. No, and I appreciate, appreciate all the content that you, wonderful content that you put out and all your value that you provide for others. And, you know, to your point too, it just amazes me the lack of financial education that there are in schools and basically that this uh, industrial age model that's still linger, lingering around Still, you know, we're, we're still right. going into schools where, with bells ringing and, you know, telling us when to take a break, a lunch break, almost like in the old factories in the old days. Um, what do you see happening in the education space? Because this absolutely cannot uh, continue this way. I mean, as you mentioned, we, we have all these the skills uh, that they teach you in school, which, per, you know, you really can't provide value for anyone outside of that. Uh, and, and the world as a whole, but I mean, you can dissect the frog, Jordan. So it's, it's, it's well, that's good. Uh, who's going to pay you to dissect a frog, I guess. I <laughs> <laughs> but you're right. So the, the way that the real world is moving on is to online learning. Uh, for example, in the K through 12 space, there's a guy named Salman Khan. I don't know if you're familiar with the Khan Academy. Yes, I am. Uh, I mean, he does fantastic stuff where he's got all these videos that help the students advance at their pace on just about every topic that's out there. And the teacher is like an aide to the videos instead of the other way around. I mean, he's done fantastic things. There's a lot of things online. There's Coursera. There's Udacity. There are all these things. You can literally watch the lectures of the top professors at Stanford and Harvard and MIT online in your pajamas at 2 in the morning. You know, So that's the way things are going. Um, and what you have to do is come up with an area you're interested in and really zone in on it and get the education you need, but you can do it in many cases online, and then you might supplement it with something in person. The good news is there are tons, literally millions of jobs out there for which there are not people qualified. Uh, The Labor Department puts out a report every month, which is called the Job Openings Report. And the latest one, there are about 5.6 million jobs that the employers need people for that they cannot find uh, the people who have the criteria. And it's computer coders, it's uh, electricians, it's tool and die makers, it's plumbers. There's just all kinds of things out there. And you have all these people going through college, earning these degrees, you know, paying fifty, sixty thousand dollars $60,000 a year and have no clue what skills that they want or what they want to do. And, and then you have, on the other hand, all these job openings. I'll just give you one little example. I was dealing with somebody recently <clears throat> who works with the utility, electric utility industry. And he said there are 50,000 empty jobs in utility linemen, the people that put up lines when there's a, a storm or something like that. Yeah, There's a whole training institute to help people learn how to be a utility line. You don't even need a fancy education. 
but there's 50,000 available jobs in that particular area. So there's lots of jobs out there. You just got to kind of go for it and get the training and it can happen. Jordan, the core message in our show is to leave our families, communities, and the world better than we found it by passing down a mindset, values, and principles to future generations, not just money. So if you cannot pass on any money to future generations and we're only allowed to pass on three principles to them to build wealth and achieve happiness and success, what would they be? Well, the first one we talked about is leverage, is leveraging your talents and capabilities with those of others to build something much bigger than yourself. That would clearly be the first one. Uh, second thing would be to give, 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 and then you receive later. Uh, this is what I call dolphin culture. Dolphins go in s- schools, I guess they might call them pods, and they protect each other and they help each other. They give without expectation of anything in return. And in the long time, in long term, they thrive as opposed to shark culture where they're out for each other and they end up dying. <laughs> okay. So be a dolphin and you have a much better life and you're helping people and and good stuff comes back to you, often not in predictable ways. But I guess they, being a dolphin would be the second uh, principle. Uh, and the third one is to have integrity and uh, reliability um, and be there for people. If you say you're going to be there at a particular time, show up and be there. You'd be amazed. A lot of people, that in itself is hard for them to do. Uh, and just showing up on time, prepared, makes a huge difference in how people perceive you and then when the next job comes up, they want you because you're going to be reliable. I mean, I do tons of radio shows. I've done thousands and thousands. I've never missed one. And I know they know exactly I'm going to be there on time, prepared, and therefore they want to rebook me on radio shows. So those would be three principles that maybe could help your listeners. Jordan, you've mentioned a lot of great resources. How can my audience learn more about you, uh, what you're doing, and stay informed of all of the projects that you're involved with? So moneyanswers.com is my website. I actually have a weekly radio show, uh, which is available online, which is called The Money Answers Show. It's on the Voice America Business Network. They can just go to voiceamerica.com and search for The Money Answers Show. I've been doing it for about 10 years every week. So there's the top people in personal finance I've interviewed all over the the world, actually. Uh, So that's kind of an ongoing thing. And I'm always looking for new things. This MWR Life is a new thing. Uh, I'm doing another book, which is going to be called Investing in the Era of Terror. Uh, basically how not to get stopped when all these terrorist incidents are happening. So I'm always looking to the next new thing to see how I can contribute to the world. Fantastic. Well, Jordan, thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your journey and your knowledge and providing so much value for all of my listeners. Thanks so much, MC. Appreciate it. And glad to hear from your listeners at moneyanswers.com. This is MC Laubscher, the host of the Cashflow Ninja podcast. As you may know, I'm also the president and chief wealth strategist of Alhalla Wealth Financial. We help individuals, families, small businesses, entrepreneurs, and professionals build their wealth outside of Wall Street and help investors maximize the use of every dollar in their personal economy and boost their investment gains. We do this by combining the capital and investments with the financial vehicle of the wealthy according to the infinite banking concept. If you're interested to learn more about privatized banking and the infinite banking concept, you can access an exclusive webinar at cashflowninja.com forward slash be the bank. Thank you for joining my guest, Jordan Goodman, and myself on the Cashflow Ninja today.
If you like what you hear and appreciate what we're trying to build here at the Cashflow Ninja, please subscribe, rate, and review our show on iTunes and share our show with family, friends, and your network. I'm always trying to learn and improve in every area of my life, so if there's any way that I can provide more value to you and serve you better, please reach out to me at info at cashflowninja.com. If you're not a subscriber to the Cashflow Ninja Gashku newsletter, you can sign up for our newsletter at cashflowninja.com or text Cashflow Ninja to 44222. That's two fours and three twos. You can also support the show by becoming a patron on Patreon for $10 a month. When you become a patron for 12 months, you get access to our private Facebook page and a Cashflow Ninja t-shirt. Jimmy Freeland and Bob Scott have been in your shoes and have used real estate investing to become financially free. They've designed a system to take any beginner to an experienced deal-making investor in the least amount of time. They offer opportunities from basic education, coaching, bridge loan investing to turnkey investments in the cash-flowing market of St. Louis, Missouri. For more information, please visit joinupsproperties.com or call Jimmy and Bob at 314-799-2247. If you're not earning at least 8% on your cash, you do not want to miss the private lending presentation for non-accredited investors done by Jimmy Freeland and Bob Scott. Discover how to create an income stream from real estate without the management headaches. You can access the presentation at cashflowninja.com forward slash private lending. Creating passive income for you and your family is easier than you think. All you need are three things. The right plan, the right product, and the right turnkey provider. As an investor, you want a safe, profitable, and convenient way to invest your capital without being at the mercy of stock market fluctuation. Investing in real estate in a turnkey way that provides monthly passive income with very low risk is exactly what Spartan Invest provides for their clients. Their mission is to make investing in real estate easy for the busy professional. Spartan Invest help investors create passive income and wealth through turnkey ownership in Birmingham, Alabama. You can download your free report, Five Big Reasons to Invest in the Magical City of Birmingham, Alabama, at CashflowNinja.com forward slash Spartan. The wealthiest families on the planet know how to capture their wealth and then leveraging their wealth through their own banking system. If you're interested in privatized banking and the infinite banking concept and learning the premier strategies of the wealthiest individuals and families on the planet, you can access your free webinar at CashflowNinja.com forward slash be the bank. That's our show for today, everyone. Until next time, live a life of passion and purpose on your terms. You have been listening to the Cashflow Ninja with your host, MC Laubscher, the podcast empowering and inspiring people to discover how to generate their own income and manage, grow, and protect their own wealth in the new economy. Today's show notes and resources are available on our website, CashflowNinja.com. This presentation is for educational and informational purposes only. The information being presented and considered does not consider your particular financial objectives or situation, and it does not make personalized recommendations. This material is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified tax and legal advisor or other qualified professionals, and you should not use the information in place of a customized consultation with a licensed professional regarding your specific personal financial objective, situation, and needs. We believe the information provided is reliable, but we do not guarantee its accuracy, timeliness, or completeness. 